This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, NetherRealm provides more patch updates for Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch and other platforms. Xbox has a new president. We get our first look at Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Remake. Robert Pattinson's Batman costume for Batman Arkham Knight was shown and removed from social media. Then, in our final stage, I swing through New York to decide whether Spider-Man 2 gets Game of the Year nods. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and I hope everybody in Philly is enjoying this unseasonably warm weather. It's supposed to be 80 freaking degrees today. It's October 27th as I'm recording this, and it's supposed to be 80 degrees today. And, like, I dig it, but I'm not digging it at the same time. Like, I, I want my normal fall weather to come in i you know as i say this i am happy that the weather was as good as it was because i'm surprised i i don't sound as hoarse as i did before i was yesterday but my voice is finally coming back but wednesday i um attended aew dynamite which was in philadelphia and if you guys watch that you can actually see me multiple times not you can't see my face but you can see you can pinpoint me I'm wearing uh, a really, really cool one-piece varsity jacket that I got from New York Comic Con, and people were like, it's the first time a lot of people ever seen it, because a lot of people like stopped me to say how much they liked uh, the jacket, apparently, but you can spot me, on, especially during the main event of AEW Dynamite with um, Orange Cassidy, Casachico Okada. Uh, versus Brian Danielson and uh, Claudio Castagnoli, that awesome match. You could spot me there. I'm like in fifth row, and all you see is the one piece like jacket and the and the uh, the the uh, symbol for the, um, the Straw Hat Gang, and which is on the back. And man, I tell you what, I had one the best time at an AEW event that I've ever had. And it was the fourth time I've ever gone because I've been to the first one, the first three, and I skipped the fourth because I wasn't feeling it. And then this one. And let me tell you, best seats I've ever had, first of all. And two, it was just fantastic. But it was 70 degrees then. And I'm like, okay, I'm at least glad that I can come out and leave because normally this time of the year, it's usually cold. And if I got to wait out there for an Uber to come back and whatnot, 
it's going like it could be bitter so i'm happy that all that you know and i was able to get an uber fairly quickly than normal times that i've ever attended the leacor center so it, it worked out but i was hoarse because i enjoyed myself i enjoyed the people i was around you know people don't if you gotta do if you need to do you for a day and all the stuff don't be afraid to do you go out and do something by yourself it is not a problem i went by myself to this event and even though even though i did run into people that i know shout out to my man rich williams from the acmg facebook group um as well as um some other people that i've uh jumped i've managed to bump into there it was an awesome 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 event it was great to see a lot of people that i um normally frequent and then some new people that i got to frequent like don't be afraid like if you're an introvert do not be afraid to venture out and just you know get to know. people aren't as bad as you probably think you know especially in the real world not in the social media world because we have the ability to hide and say whatever the hell we want and do which we shouldn't but we should use it responsibly but we a lot of people don't but going out in the real world and just actually meeting people in person and having great times like that it's, it's just a thing and if you got to go on your own if you don't have people to go with you at the time don't be afraid to enjoy yourself enjoy your time together enjoy your time and enjoy you know it a mental me moment is always needed before you hang out with other people and just enjoy it and you never know who you meet and you never know who you have fun with so i highly recommend that uh doing that it's it's pretty dope but i digress people this is a video game show so let's talk video games damn it we got some news to talk about some things that i want to bring up and some very interesting developments going on in the world of xbox so i mean let's not even waste any time but let's start off with once again netherrealm studios as they are continuing to remedy the issues that is going on with the nintendo switch and i will i gotta say and i said this when i when i reviewed the game a while back that i knew that eventually they would fix the issues that this game had and it had a lot of issues like if you look at what the game looked like and played when it first arrived and what you see now there is a definite contrast in terms of performances and, and visuals to that extent now when we talk about visual visuals because this seems to be a big hang up and hard on for a lot of people in the you know for gaming fans i don't understand this need because now we're in this age we're in this new gen uh console era where playstation and xbox performs incredibly the faster loading time beautiful graphics ray tracing all that all the you know trimmings and whatnot but now these new gen gamers are like they're just so hard up on having like their their best gaming experience and you can tell these are young people you could tell these are young kids that are that are talking on social media because older gamers like me grew up on pong so even seeing something on a nintendo switch that's supposed to be compared to with the um with the nintendo with the playstation or the xbox i still see that as a, a an upgrade like i've played pong okay that was just a dot a pixel dot and to see where it's at now you know what i'm saying like it's a lack of experience and understanding and maturity 
to, with some gamers in my opinion um honestly it, it's i think they've they've improved greatly not perfectly not dramatically greatly um and i say that because they recently put up another patch update now they put up a patch update on um the 11th of october which was two weeks ago uh during the weekend of new york comic-con especially because ed boone was appearing made a surprise appearance in the robert kirkman panel which you can see a little bit of that on talktomelive.com i have filmed a uh segment of that on there when i was attending that and they talked about how omni-man was picked to be on mortal kombat one so if you haven't seen it go out of your way check it out on talktomelive.com go to the blog page and you'll see it there and um it was it was for him to come out and do that knowing that the nintendo switch was in the state it was led me to believe that they were confident that they were going to fix the issues so we talked about this last week or the week prior yeah last week uh because i came back from new york comic-con but they did add on that season one of invasions that's playable that's pretty good gameplay balance changes they did leaderboard fixes i don't give a crap about that visual improvements and general bug fixes that was partially because there were still some issues going on with the game and like i get great example that would be um that would be pretty much i would say sindel and her what i call the phantom weave which was just like extra hair just sticking out and just floating in the air while following her everywhere so you go they fixed that now that's fixed performance improvements i definitely seen it loading time improvements the last time we talked about that it didn't feel like it improved stability fixes localization fixes there were still some things going on they recently just just 15 hours ago i uh, released a new patch uh for this is we could consider this part two of that patch that we saw 16 hours ago from as of right now um that we saw from there because they didn't announce they didn't release on their website exactly what those patches uh, patch updates were for the nintendo switch as of yet they have not released that but it seems that the visual improvements from the october 11th patch has finally kicked in and some general bug fixes is definitely showing showing that it's been proved loading time finally i mentioned that the loading time wasn't as good when they updated the patch now this recent update that they did actually does improve the loading time and in fact what they did also is like if you played the playstation 5 or xbox version and you played in invasions when you open up a when you open up a um when you go into like a match on invasions and there's the loading screen or there's the screen that transitions with using the the mortal Kombat emblem the dragon emblem on the nintendo switch one before this recent update 16 hours ago it just goes black and it loads now they managed to make it match exactly the way that it, it transitions exactly the way it does on the uh on the uh, new gen consoles so now it does that now with that said it does take a little bit longer to load remember this is not a new gen console this is not the power of the playstation or the xbox the loading time is this is still like a it has you know passion features yes the loading time is going to be like that but 
it's getting faster it is much faster than it was before um some aspects of the games depending on which modes you play loading is faster um the story mode i think they really put a focus on the story mode they fixed the sindel uh bug issue uh the loading time is the transitions of loading time has been improved on a story mode as well uh there it's not all there there like if you play the story mode which i'm playing through now what i'm noticing from the last time i played which was two weeks ago on the story mode was that the loading time wasn't was a little bit lagging and then it always goes dark to do the dragon loading time now some of the transitions from the story mode is much faster in fact it's as fast as what we expect from mortal kombat 11 on a switch it is rapid now it's becoming the mortal kombat that we want there are still some uh, we still see some of those loading screens from certain parts but it's nowhere near as long as it was once before um so i think there's what it seems like they're doing is just slowly getting i think we're just going to see a bunch of different patch updates within the next per every maybe two three weeks or so coming in to really bring this thing back and it, they're 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 not doing an overhaul improvement they're just grabbing a chunk of it and just putting it out there a chunk of it putting it out there that's what it just seems like as of right now um the visual improvements if you look back at what mortal kombat one on the switch looked like when it first came off and now there is a definite difference you can see the lighting and shadowing has changed there's texture um is added texture differences in there um you know glare you know glaring light lighting glaring on um metal objects and metal pieces of clothing and stuff like that there is shadows that are like it is you're really seeing it now um you're getting that mortal kombat that we enjoyed on mortal kombat 11 and uh it's slowly but surely coming i don't think it's all there yeah i did also play the tower mode and i wanted to see what it looked like at the end because the end whenever you beat the mortal kombat mode at the end it looks really trashy unfortunately it still looks trashy so they're like I, that's what led me to believe that they're slowly surely fixing things piece by piece because again mortal kombat 1 is a i've said it before it's a very ambitious game that they put out um they didn't play it safe honestly if they would have did it the same way that they done with the other games i think people would have been happy but they wanted to be very ambitious and and risk-taking on this one and you know they took a risk and they're 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 working with it but to their credit they are improving on the game so i am slightly more enjoying this game on the switch than i have before and he also made an um, update on other aspects too, the Steam and um, the Steam and Epic Game Store. They made improvements too as well. Um, some bugs and issues on there. So, and, and uh, for God's sakes, people don't just generalize. I said this before, but don't generalize Mortal Kombat as with every game on the Nintendo Switch because it's very like, come on, grow up and educate yourself a little bit more on things especially for those who don't own a switch like the switch has a ton of awesome looking games and ton of awesome games period and a lot of those games are ports from games from the playstation 5 and xbox like they're the same games that we play and some of them play just as great on the switch so i mean i 
own over 400 games and counting on the Nintendo Switch. If I didn't like what the Switch was doing, you would not see me review a bunch of games on the Switch. But I am, I've been always impressed with the Switch and people have. So like all of a sudden, these vocal minority amount of people are like trying to trash the game, try and trash the system after you, you like you're late. It's been the game is the system has been out since 2017. It has been running rough shot and guaranteed one of the one of the games of the year is going to be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I know we have a short attention society. It's been a while since we talked about that game, but that game came out this year and that game was unbelievable. It's going to get game of the year nod if not game of the year because not only did it come out and it was great as it was it also came out without issue compared to a lot of the games that we have come out with prior to and that's including mortal kombat one so i can't wait till december because there are going to be some people that are pissed when you know all those vocal minority opinions out there that probably don't have any real education on the matter of what they think is crap or whatever like that like it's gonna come like your, your toxic ass is gonna be played at the end because that game is gonna be nominated and it may actually win a bunch of awards sorry so um but as far as mortal kombat is concerned on the nintendo switch it is getting better they still got a lot more to go um they got to work on the tower mode graphics and in cinematic scenes for that. Um, as far as the gameplay and all the stuff, that's never been an issue. The frame rate and all the stuff has been dope, but like now we're starting to see visually, it looks like a good, fun handheld port for the switch. And again, it, I'm sorry if anybody bought this on a switch expecting to have that visual, you know, presentation of of a new gen console i'm sorry you, you played yourself because nobody who bought the switch and a lot of people who have the switch also most likely have an xbox or a playstation 5 but nobody who bought the switch is not buying it on the switch or buying mortal kombat 1 on a switch i should say nobody who bought mortal kombat 1 on a switch is looking to play the game for visuals they're looking for portability and playability and fun factor, which Mortal Kombat 11 did. And that's why it got the hype. They got the praise that it got when it when that game came out. And then we're supposed to act like we forgot about that because we have we live in a short attention society. No, uh, no, let's let's stop that. Let's stop that. And God, for God's sakes, I, I got to remember sometimes when I talk to people on like X or whatever like that and I'm usually talking to people or people respond to me. It's usually people that hides themselves behind like, you know, pictures and their profile pics of their accounts of and their accounts is like only like three to 10 people or whatever like that. I got to remember, I'm probably talking to a little kid because I can't, I find it hard to believe that an actual adult would actually use a dummy account just to talk crap to people that that's something a little kid would do so if you are an adult out there doing what you would normally a little kid would do reevaluate your life 
<laughs> that's all i'm saying about that especially when you're just getting into conversations about video games for god's sake come on like what are you doing what are you doing with your life right now reevaluate it therapy is 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 gold in the world like get at it man seriously um but yeah like have faith people now nether realms their reputation has always been great up until this point and we need to give them a benefit of a doubt and honestly i knew that you know ed boone was going to get on it and make sure that that third party company was you know making sure they get themselves because this say what you will this game is damaging to any possibility of them getting game, fighting game of the year it's no way it's no way they're beating street fighter five i mean street fighter six i'm sorry um it, it's just no way they're beating because street fighter six from the jump has been awesome they've had no virtually no issues with that game since it came out they have virtually no issues if they if if mortal Kombat one beats them it'll be a crime because say what you will even though yes there is no street fighter six on the switch because they don't want to cater to that and they it's exclusive but it doesn't matter they netherrealm studios attempted to put this game out on the nintendo switch just like they did with the with mortal kombat 11 and mortal kombat 11 was arguably more successful than mortal kombat 1. if mortal kombat 11 came out at the time when street fighter 6 came out i think there would have been a different discussion because that game was way more put together and stable and visually pleasing on all platforms compared to this and it that game had fewer hiccups than mortal kombat one did because it had less it was less ambitious compared to this game but i i just i mean granted i say this and i said it before like i say that it shouldn't win but like in the game awards multiverses was game was fighting game of the year in front of a lot of games that should have beat that game i don't understand and then multiverses gets taken off the the market place because it's not fully fixed come on man <laughs> okay so just think about it on that note but yeah uh so far so good and uh i see i ex just expect more to come down the line uh let's talk about this situation involving reports of batman arkham knight that is suddenly getting this notoriety recently because apparently there is a brand new skin that was released or leaked out and I, you know you, we all know we were supposed to be playing this on the switch because the arkham trilogy is coming out for the nintendo switch um arkham trilogy is from wb games which is also you know brought out mortal kombat one and other games and it is said it has been delayed since because you know rumor people believe that because of the what happened with mortal kombat one rocksteady didn't want that smoke from the fans and they didn't want to get joked so they extended it it was supposed to come out the week uh the weekend uh two weeks ago during new york comic-con week and now it's being extended to december to to get a little bit more time and to make sure that this thing's steady and you could tell right there that this is a practice that wb games 
was going to do they and they did the same thing with that's the crazy part they did the same thing with um cyberpunk 2077 back in 2020 which let, got them into a lot of trouble as well yeah they were the publishers and all that stuff and cd project red was the was the developers but we're seeing this trend and it's all connected to wb games where they, they're just like bring it out as is just make it like probably make it like enough to be playable 75% maybe it will work on making it 100% complete at that point but cyberpunk we knew what happened with cyberpunk in 2020 we're seeing what happened with mortal kombat 1 and it all seems to revolve around wb games you know i don't i don't know what it is but just that's what it's coming off as um and now we got batman arkham games which is you know um the batman arkham game series i should say which is now being delayed possibly for that same reason so around this it's been crazy because now it appears that robert pattinson's batman skin from the batman has been technically unofficially announced and it got released on um epic game store that this is coming out so it looks like they're still working on content for arkham knight especially because the release of the arkham trilogy is coming out i guess this is an incentive situation that they're working on so they decided to add this on as well well for some reason it was put on and then taking off of social media so i don't know if this was a planned leak but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this, but it's pretty much their screenshots that people were able to get of um, the of the suit on here. And you know, it first of all it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Um, wow! I can't wait to play this game again. It's, it's freaking awesome. Uh, it looks it looks pretty dope. I will say that, but. I don't know if it wasn't meant to, it was probably supposed to be a surprise and epic games store leaked it it's not like we're not going to get it it probably just it probably just got taken out way too early and they were going to surprise people um i don't think this is a bad thing i think this is a good thing because they need people to start talking good about the coming of the arkham trilogy rather than talk about why it was delayed so i don't know if this was strategically done to, to bring some hype back into it um but this is a this is a good problem in my opinion and, and i i'm still absolutely looking forward to this game coming out in december i can't wait to play it on a port it, it, it you know this is nothing this and um what is it hogwarts legacy which is coming out soon too these are two important games that i think will shut all the vocal minority opinionated trolls out there because if those games not only visually looks good but i mean not only plays good but visually looks good on the switch it's going to shut people up and it's like i, I get it there, there are tons of other games like i said i own over 400 games on the switch there are tons of other games dozens upon dozens of other games that looks visually stunning on the switch <sighs> but people just want to think about the and i think if 
performance and visual presentation and performance wise if arkham looks as good as we know it and i believe it can because those games came out long time ago and placed the nintendo switch is is practically the power of the playstation 3 and 4. like it it is it's like in between that level it is it's wait it's it's weird because it's more powerful than the playstation 3 but it's slightly just reaching that play that playstation 4 level and if it works if it looks great on air then it's going to shut people up if hogwarts legacy looks good on air and that's supposed to be a big game too it's going to be it's going to shut people up but lately things have just not been doing good these these, these third-party companies have not been doing justice for these games even game freak i talked about detective pikachu last week like visually that game should have looked better than it did and it it's it, you know we need something that really brings out the power of that like we can't we're not going to see another astral chains anytime soon like platinum games i don't know what they're doing like i just played um i just replayed astral chains again um and god that game was so awesome it, in every way visually playable playability wise it's just it's a freaking awesome game absolutely like people forget about that um bayonetta three one two and three for god's sakes um no more heroes like all those games are dope like come on there's so many great games and again people you young kids these gen z people i'm reading a lot about gen z right now um there's a study talking about gen z you know is crying about sex scenes and in, in, in movies or whatnot come on man is, is this where we at with this generation okay <laughs> okay crying about having sex scenes are not needed or whatever like that like what are we doing what is going on here look plain and simple resolution is not the end-all be-all to what makes a game fun we've seen games that have become game of the year and got high praise that are not visually stunning how about among us okay like how are you going to talk about anything in among us was one of the best games of that year when it came out we talk about games that are not games that are not on the playstation 5 and xbox series x and s have beaten those games mario odyssey when that came out that was a big deal it was a huge freaking deal zelda breath of the wild beat out everything out there and i think tears of the kingdom was going to do the same like they're they're games that are not as powerful as the playstation 5 or xbox but they are getting much praise and playability out there like retro games are still a thing if that was the key by that mindset retro games would not be selling as much as they do they would not get as much you know heat as the way forward for god's sake who to me is like the kings of 2d old school retro 2d platforming way forward practically would not exist and it would not be selling as good as they are but they do their contributions to the gaming industry in this generation has is huge because they still know how to make games fun I mean, I can name off a bunch of games that they've done. I've had them on my show. 
a couple times, three times. I'm sorry, people. I, I've interviewed people in Way Forward three times because of games that they were like just awesome. The Shantae series, the River City Girls uh, series. Um, what else was it? Like, um, now that was Yacht Club games. I, I, that was for Shiber Shadow and in the uh, Shovel Knight series. But um, my God, man, like these guys, the indie developers out there, like are proving that games don't have to be visually stunning. You can, as long as they play good, that's all that matters. I don't understand this hard on sensation for games that has to be visually stunning. It does not matter. When you grow up and become more mature, you realize that visual, I feel like those who are obsessed with resolution, I, I, I feel like there's a psychological connection to this that people, I feel like if I talk to a psychologist or a therapist, which I have when I, maybe I should approach it, but it, I can't do that on my session. Cause I need to be talking about my situation or whatever I'm going through that day. So that would probably be a waste of an hour of time that, it, it, you know, of, of money and such. So I don't know, maybe I'd need to do some off time interviewing or something with somebody in that case. But I feel like there is a psychological connection. I don't know for sure. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, it would be pseudo in my case, but it, the lack of maybe having something beautiful in your life and you're, you know, you're d using that and projecting that onto video games. Maybe, I don't know. I, like, don't quote me on it. I don't know. I'm just giving off hypothesis at best, but that's just, I just feel like there's, there's too much obsession for some people in terms of visual like if it's if it's the playstation 5 or the xbox there's expectations for that yes because they that system provides that but when you try to compare it to a nintendo switch come on man that don't be stupid but what you can compare it to which the one thing they all have in common is that games need to be fun and games need to be playable and stable and as bug-free and glitch-free as possible. That is the one thing they all have in common. Visual, it really doesn't matter because otherwise, why is it, a, why is by that idea, by their mindset and their ideology, none of the games on the Nintendo Switch will be a great game. They wouldn't be considered fun because not all of them are visually stunning, but we know that they are fun. They know that they are highly playable and you know, the replay values are just as high. So the logic of that just doesn't make sense. It's one side it's one dimensional minded, if you will. So, I mean, we'll see, but you know, we'll see how it feels like Arkham, you know, Arkham Knights, you know, Arkham trilogy coming out in December. Hogwarts is coming out any day now, I think for the Nintendo switch. So we'll see how that goes too. Um, we'll see folks. We'll see. All right, let's talk about thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. Um, a game that I got, it's about, it's the first and only Metal Gear Solid game I've ever won. And we get in our first in-game engine look of this. And God, this look, it looks, I mean, again, we just talk about resolution here. It's not the end all be all, but it's definitely a great contribution to a game. It doesn't define what makes a game fun. But when you see this, I mean, I, I, this is the only Metal Gear Solid game I've ever 
one I've ever uh, completed and beat. But man, I'm I don't I can't I can't get back in this game. I cannot get back in this game. I cannot get back in this game. But it looks awesome. It looks freaking awesome. I think the reason why I don't want to play this again is because this is of all the games that I picked. All the Metal Gear Solid games I picked to play. It was the one where Snake doesn't have any tech. And that to me was like the missing element. But that's what also made it great. Because it, it, it was a different game. And you had nothing. You had you didn't have the technology. The, the Bond-like technology that you saw in Sons of Liberty or the original one. You had to survive on your own in a forest. And I partially enjoyed it. But I partially did not because I wanted the full Metal Gear experience to that extent. And the stealthiness. I like I'm more of a Spider-Man and Batman type of stealth. Like to me, those are more dynamic types of stealth. But this, I gotta say, visually, this game looks awesome. I will tell you that I did love the story of the game, and I think that's what kept me going, is the story of it. Um, I never got into the stealthy factor of Metal Gear Solid and it's kind of like the grand the father of stealth games in a lot of ways but I always so felt like the stealth to me was always unenjoyable because I'm just not a I don't like to hide and maybe that's my own personality kicking in I don't like to hide I don't like to run I don't like to hide I like to face things head on so I'm more of a Kratos type of person but I also know that you have to think strategically as well so if you're going to do it, it needs to be done in a flashy type of way. And I think that's where the Batman Arkham series and Spider-Man is more up my alley in terms of stealth. Like it's a lot of fun because you're not only just doing stealth, but you're doing some of the coolest things in the world when you're stealthing on those two games. Um, so I don't mind those at all. But Metal Gear Solid is hardcore. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3 Snake Eater is very hardcore. Um, but I, you know, of all the games that I do feel proud of beating it is that one because that may be the most challenging one of all because again you're you're going through stealth in a forest with no tech that you had in in the other games so that's the only issue now they released the other metal metal gear solid games on the nintendo switch and i'm thinking of possibly maybe getting sons of liberty I, you know, because that's the one game I never, never beat. And I was actually, I did buy it on, a, uh, I think the Vita, but I never finished it. And I played Sneak Eater on a Vita at the time. Of course, nobody ever talks about the Vita and how much resolution power that game had and, and, and didn't lack. But then again, it came out at a time when we didn't have a PlayStation 5. But it came out at the time when we had a PlayStation 4, which arguably people compare the playstation 4 and the x and the playstation 5 is like what's the difference it's just the same thing but quicker loading time but we are seeing games like spider-man and now metal gear solid which does prove that there's an extra love there is another level of resolution and in, in graphic power games out there to be had like we haven't scratched the surface of the power of those new gen consoles yet but nobody talked about the, the ps vita because the ps vita was awesome but Again, the Nintendo Switch is a step above even that right now because, you know, again, mostly because Sony hasn't decided to do another handheld. And at this point, I don't want Sony to do another handheld because we've proven like 
when they do third party projects, they don't support those third party projects at all. Um, look what they, the VR, say what you were about the VR too. When was the last time you saw a VR commercial or ad or whatever like that? Like they, they, they do like a heavy promotion for them at first. And then it just teeters off. That's always been their kick, but Nintendo always fully heavy supports all their handhelds. Even when they had a main console, like when they had GameCube, they were still, you know, heavily promoting the 3ds and all this stuff when they did the wii same thing they were heavily promoting all their they always did they they gave so much weight they put so much weight on the handhelds as much as they did the main consoles and i've always appreciated that because and, and they all sold very well because of it so we will see but this metal gear yeah man i don't know i, I may just leave that one alone but it looks fantastic absolutely fantastic so last thing i will talk about is the new president of xbox which just happens to be sarah bond um she has been promoted to x uh the president of xbox sarah was previously from what i understand corporate vice president and it has been i thought she honestly when she did those presentations i didn't pay attention to those presentations as much but i knew she was on there but i always thought she was running the thing anyway because she became like the reggie fils of xbox they just kept putting her but if it wasn't phil spencer it was her that they were putting on the forefront so i started recognizing like, okay they got a they got a um a black woman in high and a high rank i'm like in in high position i'm like that's dope <laughs> now she is in the practically practically the highest position you could possibly be okay so congratulations to her on that that's a big 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 deal for the video game industry for black people in the video game industry um that is a huge huge deal and kudos to microsoft for making that decision she apparently is the right person to take on this uh, deal and i've seen a video clip of her and we got to learn about her seems very cool now she uh not only was the corporate vice president before this but She's been working with the company since 2017 after working with other companies like T-Mobile and other tech companies. So she is highly, highly, you know, established in the world of business and in um, technology as well. So um, she had, you know, like I said, I I've seen her in a, many of the last few presentations that Xbox has had over the course of a few years. And um, what I like about this, what I'm hoping out of this is that Bond could be the doorway to helping raise the bar for up young up and coming black developers looking to get in the field. And I have to believe that she knows this. I have to believe that she knows that there is black specks of pepper in the sea of salt and maybe she can help, you know, imp increase the rations of seasoning within to make a balance in the gaming industry she is in the highest position any black person has ever been in if xbox can possibly she could be the doorway for this if xbox can be the new focus of bringing in more rather indie developers or whatever bringing in more black talent into the industry not gamers not just gamers but black talent like we got enough black gamers out there we got enough black esport gamers out there 
now we need to see up and coming developers make it in and there's some out there but they're not being highlighted enough and uh, ign to their credit i will give them credit they have tried it wasn't the best but at least they tried and to put spotlight on black developers out there um and i hope they keep doing it and i hope it gets better every year when they do it but not just the media but we got now we have this position and i'm wondering how this i, I all eyes are going to be on her all eyes is going to be her now is the, according to game of game spot her uh what is it responding to news her in her new role bond will oversee a variety of xbox teams spanning devices player and creative uh, creator experiences platform engineering strategy business planning data and analytic uh analytics and business development this is a huge responsibility and it's probably even you know that's just the written aspect but there's a underlying deeper aspect to this trying to get not only just the right person in but also people who are badly misrepresented and that can actually make a difference she could be the key to that and we could finally see balance in the gaming industry and this is a great start if if I, i'm i'm you know i haven't gotten an xbox and i haven't played xbox in years i haven't had a desire to play xbox but if i'm going to pay attention we'll see what sarah bond is doing with this company and if we start seeing not only games that i want to play in this company and and also we start seeing more development and opportunities for this for people in this company that are you know of culture i may step in and support xbox i'll see what this is because you know people love her but i want to make sure that i want to i want to feel like this is a trusted decision and not a like a pr decision you know um i feel like she is the right pick and judging by her experience and prior experience she she could uh let's see where it goes from here she's been a gamer since she was a kid playing with her father uh you know king's quest and all this stuff that's dope but we've seen situations where people get hired for these positions but we don't see any action happening we could go as far as the vice president of this company of this country i know people in my family who are in high positions but don't feel like they are able to make the moves that they were thought that they were able to make um in their field this is going to be a very interesting thing in the next coming few years and see where things are going see where the focus is going to be um the focus is to redevelop xbox and make it something that it is special because xbox is still say what you will say what you will about nintendo they are still number two nintendo is over 130 six seven years in the game say what y'all will they are the vampires of the gaming industry and they are still number two 
Xbox is number three. And I'm not just, that's not coming from me. That's coming from Phil Spencer himself, who openly admitted that they not, they're not gonna compete with what Nintendo and uh and PlayStation is gonna do. They admitted that. If go online, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're looking you're listening to me and say, like, dude, you're full of crap. No, I'm not full of crap. Phil Spencer said it himself. They're not gonna compete with Nintendo what Nintendo and PlayStation has already done. Go watch this you go watch the interview that he did where he admitted where he waved the right flag. Go back in my archives where I covered that on talktomlive.com and just type in Phil Spencer in a podcast page. It'll come up. We reported this. We talked about this. Um, hopefully with Sarah Bond there, there's a new direction for them and they probably need a drastic change to be honest. Um, they absolutely need a drastic change in the games that they create because it's a it's a niche group of people that play xbox but if they want to cater to that casual group of people as well they need something to grab us back and they don't have it and then on top of that like oh god there's so much to in you know i know they want they're looking to cater to the indie crowd as well but it needs to be something done with the cultural structure of the gaming industry and with Sarah Bond in there, it could possibly put us in the right direction. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. Like, make Xbox the BET of the gaming industry. Go that route. Because what, what are you going to lose? What are you going to lose at this point? You know? Get, make it a place where we feel welcome. Make it a feel like a place where black gamers and black developers feel like that's the place that we want to go. That's the place that we want to support. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to put that pressure on her, but like, yeah, she's in a high pressure position no more than when, you know, President Obama was in, you know, in that position. He was the first black president and all eyes was on him. It's the same thing with this situation as well. You know, whenever you're the first to do it, it's going to be done. Now, people can argue Reggie fils also because he's Asian you know, plays that factor too, but this is a little bit different because she's a black female and this is a, again, a rarity of very much is a rarity in the situation here. So we'll see, but nonetheless, congratulations on the promotion. And I am very much looking forward to seeing what you're doing with this company. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for her. This is a game changing historical, um, you know, opportunity in, in in the gaming industry so i i wish her the best and look forward to seeing what she does with the rest folks that will do for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and ha, 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 i am going to talk about one of my favorite games of 2023 and that is spider-man 2 now is it the best game uh, i say 2022 2023 <laughs> i just say but is it the best game of 2023 that Pose the question, and we'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as this is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! the final stage of this program and i'm happy to talk about and give my thoughts on spider-man 2 developers insomniac games publishers ps studios or sony interactive entertainment if you will and it is a action adventure open world platforming game or open city let's just say that because when people think open world they literally i think they mean that they're going to go around the world this is an open wide city-wide game because i believe ign i was told that ign factored in the idea that this was an open world game because it was just around new york and they docked it a few points i was told i didn't read the review this was coming from uh boris when i was talking with him from the uh ramp uh rampage ramble podcast uh last week and which is dumb because when you say open world yes you're gonna think open world and if you think open world you're thinking you know fiction let's talk fictional worlds like hyrule or wherever the hell Gerald Gerald uh, from The Witcher lives in. Like, we don't know that world enough. Forspoken 2, you know, they that was an open world game too. Um, we don't know enough about the world, so they could create anything and call it open world. But in Spider-Man situation, we know that that's New York. The same way like, like the game Like a Dragon. We know that's Tokyo. We know, like, that's an open world type of event. You go all over Tokyo, every different parts of Tokyo. You go different parts of New York. But it's it's a citywide tale. You can't go... Grand Theft Auto 2, we can add that too. Um, we know that you can't go around the world. We're not going to go from New York to Japan in this game. It's open city. And from what we saw, this was... It's, we saw a lot of the city and a lot of inhabitants in the city in environments in the city and people inhabiting the area it's an open city let's just consider it that because if you're thinking you call this open world it's going to leave the impression that we're supposed to be going around from the tri-state area from from pennsylvania to jersey to delaware or from at least from new york to, to jersey to delaware or whatever like that like no it's scaling around new york it's open city if you say it like that you can grade it better and like it, it i don't understand the idea of like new york's a big freaking city it is huge um 
it, it should have gotten a bigger grade from IGN. But this, again, this is IGN for goodness sake. So, I mean, like, what do we, what can we say? We talk about the, that, that company all the time and we question some of the reviews that they have. Their articles are great. The editorials are great. When they actually let their fans vote and their readers vote on top 10 situations, that's great. But sometimes they do things that just, it bothers me. And uh, that was one of them. But in this case, this is, let's consider this an open city wide game that broke a lot of records. It actually sold over 2.5 million copies within 24 hours. And it is definitely superseded at this time and probably will during as we go on to the holiday season which technically starts now if you you know go by with you know walmart and all these other places that are now showing christmas commercials already and uh you know it's going to sell more from there so as always we grade this on originality visual presentation and performance sound music gameplay fun factor replay value actor performance so we're definitely going to talk about that and of course story and give the final grade now as this will most likely be one of the top games of 2023 it is not going to go on scathe it didn't come out with a perfect release it didn't come out with a mortal Kombat one like release either <laughs> but it didn't go off unscathed and that will play a factor because you know my grading scale also when i when i because i added performance presentation and performance to the visual category that's going to play a factor as to whether you know it makes or break a game now with that said there were issues with this game but they were also remedied they were also troubleshooted and they've already taken care of before I even got to on the mic to talk about my thoughts on this game. Um, Insomniac went to, they went to like, what can I say? <laughs> they went all out to make sure that the issues with the game were fixed. And the fastest time I've ever seen any, like Netherrealm is doing good with their their updates insomniac wasted no time troubleshooting that ish those issues and those uh those errors that they had in the game and they just recently put out a patch and it seems to have corrected a lot of things that we were seeing in the game but we'll talk about that shortly let's talk about the story of this right now this is following up everything from the first game as well as with miles morales experience during his standalone game as well and they managed to put both of those storylines and combine them together fluidly and the story that they came out with this was just great um people are now considering this just as good as the arkham trilogy if not better just based on the story itself um the gameplay and everything is just as great if not arguably better they're both phenomenal games but if you talk about a modern day successor to the arkham trilogy spider-man has now gone to that because tech i i look they call it spider-man 3 let me too and there is if you played this game there is going to be a spider-man 3 but technically this is 
Spider-Man 3 to an extent too, but you know, Miles was a standalone game. Yes, and I'm glad they did give Miles his personal flowers. He needed that. We needed that. And it was fantastic. And um, yeah, that also came out in 2020, didn't it? Because that was, people forgot that. I think Miles Morales did come out in 2020, if I'm correct. Um, Let me look at that real quick. Miles Morales, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. When did that come out? Yeah, that also came, you know what? That was also one of the best games in 2020. Um, We talk about, we talk about um, Final Fantasy being the savior of the 2020 marvel spider-man miles morales also gets that nod because especially for you know people of color me as a black person with everything going on in 2020 and what they did with with spider-man miles morales and the story of that game and the things that you got to experience during these the side stories i appreciate it with more what final fantasy 7 did in terms of inclusion in terms of just overall presentation and awesome like that was an a plus game miles morales was also a a plus game but miles morales gets a nod for making me break down and cry because we were going through so much shit during 2020 as black people we were black men were dying violently by the by the people we were supposed to be calling heroes true heroes and they came out with this game and they showed their support insomniac games playstation they showed their support in this game and at one moment when i saw that mural i broke down i immediately broke down and cried and just talking about it right now it still brings back emotional memories for me to see that because it felt like we were being supported and of all things a game based on a comic book that i've loved growing up not just the miles morales aspect but just the spider-man aspect alone like i was i was a primary like i no more than anything i am a huge spider-man fan and then i became a really huge miles morales fan and then they came out with this game and then this game supported black lives and I broke down. And guess what? There's a tear coming out of my eye right now. Like, you can't see it, but there's literally a tear coming out of my eye just talking about this. This game still doubles down. It really doubles down on, but not only for black, for the black community, they also are full, showing full inclusion for the Latino community because Miles, you know, he's uh, Latino as well. And then they also support LGBTQIA and all those factors. They want to make sure that they, oh, I'm sorry. Let me not also the deaf community. I don't know if I'm saying that properly if the hearing impaired community or deaf community would not, they support them as well. We'll talk about that as well, man. Like it, they made sure everybody mattered in this game and this is one of the most inc socially inclusive games i've ever played to date the, the at least mainstream inclusive games because there's some indie games that are probably you know just as inclusive but a game of this magnitude and this stature on this platform this is the biggest socially inclusive game i've ever played and the story here 
you know the main story the side stories all of that it just hit home and it hit it hit it on the mark on point so let's talk about that the spider-man faces a new threat as craven the hunter comes to new york city while hunting for new prey in the form of spidey's rogue gallery like he is going after the sinister six and everybody in his game and not just going after him he's annihilating them <laughs> meanwhile Sp uh, peter's old friend harry osborne returns from his ailing health to reunite with peter and mj hoping to change the world for the better but a dark secret is hidden within oscorp a dark and deadly secret that changes the fate of peter and harry as well so that is the gist of it but like if you played spider-man one and you played spider-man miles morales you kind of know what was happening what was leading to this and then we knew venom was coming we also knew who was going to be venom i mean they 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 tried to deny that harry was venom but we all knew harry was going to be venom because it was just leading into that um but it, now for those who don't read the comics this is another story based on the 616 comic book prime version of when when peter got the black suit and when peter got the black suit which he originally got it from um, a planet based on the old saga known as secret wars he received the black suit from there unbeknownst to him the actual suit from that planet was a symbiote is a living alien symbiote that absorbs and assimilates to its host this caused peter to become a little bit more darker he had a darker demeanor he became a lot evil he became enraged um to the point that it was affecting him and the longer he had the suit the more he was becoming bonded with the symbiote to the point that the fantastic four was the one that detected that this was a living being it originally it was the fantastic four and the fantastic four came up with the sonic you know device or whatever to try to you know remove the device from it and it's this long thing now within this saga of the black suit craven came in and craven became a threat in spider-man's world this was some of Peter's and Spider-Man's most darkest storytelling to date. Like, I just picked up uh, Craven: The Last Hunt, which I'm going to probably talk about in our Prime show to look back at that and why that was so instrumental and why Craven is one of probably Peter's most treacherous villains that he's ever had. Like, you can say what you will about Doc Ock in in, in Osborne. Craven put him in a place and even Craven put himself in a place. This was one of the first time that I ever read a comic book that went to this level where somebody where, where suicide was involved and it was creepy, but I couldn't put the book down. And in fact, I read Craven's last hunt multiple times. <laughs> okay. I, I want to believe that I still own that book somewhere, but I don't know what I did with that book. I don't think I have it anymore, but man, let me tell you that is one of the most monumental moments in the spider-man in the history of spider-man in the original storytellings of spider-man 
it was one of the most creep like you talk about you want to do, do something for halloween you want to read something for halloween read that read what happens with craven and what he does it is in the writing in there was just incredible so of course you know this is not based this is not from source this is the insomniac universe this is of course which is connected to the spider-verse as we learned and enter this um into the spider-verse and all that oh, oh oh by the way yeah we're going to talk about the two because um there's a connection to that movie in this game if you guys haven't seen it. if you haven't completed 100 i highly recommend completing the entire game in 100 because you are going to find out something very special about this game in here but we'll talk about this shortly we'll talk about this shortly let's talk about originality right now you got new moves abilities suits both miles and peter had 39 suits we'll talk about that a little bit more too new gadgets new skills to help you in a much bigger landscape of new york this game is bigger in every way this is just every in more ways than one um let's talk about visual presentation because here's the thing i was expecting to come in this come on this show and talk about this game but unfortunately give it a low score for visual presentation and performance now you asking you're saying you know for those who are haven't played it, it's like okay we saw this game this game looks phenomenal however and it performs great however my playthrough before this new patch came in there were issues that people were discovering bug issues uh that involved a dot going away you know like like i there were times when i swung through the world and if the long like after long play times you would end up like the game would start glitching and it was some things would happen like for instance during certain scenes miles would have a he would have a disembodied head with no body around it as well and then that will be that's a blatant glitch right there and creepy if you will and then you would go to the title screen and you would see miles with just his head disembodied head and no body to attach to it so that was the issue there were some people who were experiencing just a dot that was just swinging across the city because the body was missing so you had that issue um there was also issues that i've experienced myself where he would that that peter or miles would swing through buildings instead of land on them and then also sink through the floor and i knew when that happened i gotta reset the game i gotta you know exit out the game and go back in you know because that's it's about to crash and then on top of that i had two crashes through my game experiences because of that so they had issues and take note on the word had there was also a cosmetic issue that people had in involving the puerto rican flag in there uh there was a scene at the end where um uh, in one of these side missions that involved um miles going into his house and in the house they have what which should have been the puerto rican flag in there instead it had the colors representing the cuban flag and they have similar flags but the colors are opposite like 
Cuban is the red triangle, whereas Puerto Rican is the blue triangle. And they kind of went off of that. And, you know, but just recently, Insomniac Games fixed it all. And they managed to, um, they, they noted and they took total accountability for it. They apologize again. Love this. I love seeing this. Taking accountability and fixing the problem, and we move on. They did that. Uh, Dotemu did the same thing when they uh, did Windjammers, and I addressed that to them. They changed a few uh, visual aspects of the black character that they have in that game. I love when they take accountability, apologetic. It's like they don't need to be vilified, especially if they're going to make means to fix the problem and insomniac did and it and humbly apologized for the mix-up there i mean it it happens um you know it's a lot of work and a lot of stress and a lot of time that these guys put into these games but it's no ill intentional thing that they did but now they accurately represented the flags on air it's fixed um i didn't see it myself because i 100 the game already and they don't have new game plus yet in there but um when it happens i will be playing that game again and seeing it all but right now a lot all of the problems which was not that many to be honest the, the problems that i had was the basically the only problems that they had this patch that they recently came out with seemed to have fixed it and because of that this game now is back is this is the way it should be so kudos to them for rapidly jumping into the problem and fixing it all of it and making it better and now because of that they made it just in time for me before me doing this um deal i was going to give the presentation a low grade it is now sustaining at a high grade that i am going to give it so it's back in the fray so aside from the few bugs glitches and crashes that seems to be resolved after the recent uh rapid patch update this game is an incredible work of art the character models of peter and miles look even better than before with, especially when miles has all of his body intact <laughs> they had even managed to age peter uh peter's face model ben jordan um which makes him look much better than he did before um i what i didn't like the lighting of him in the, in the original now granted the everybody to this day still loves the original face model that they did it before i forgot his name john music uh, i believe his name was or whatever but they went to this guy ben jordan and it's not a, it's a matter if it's just his face but the hair the hair just didn't feel very peter parkerish um to people and i would i would also agree to that but this version looks much better now definitely looks much better um stephanie tyler jones face ret um, model returns um who's the face model of mj also returns but also looks a little bit more mature they changed their hairstyle and because this the the graphic upgrade is different in the lighting and shadow it, it makes her look different than she did before but it's actually the same face um people there are people on reddit that i think have argued that this was a different model but actually no it's she's if you go to IMDb, she is credited for Spider-Man 2 as much as she was for Spider-Man 1. So they did use her face again to play MJ. And um, it, it it just looks different. I think if they I think if they update the game again and try to structure the shadow, it will look like the MJ that we loved in the first one as well. But 
still great great to see that they didn't change that as far as new york is concerned you now have the ability to travel through vast new regions of new york city bringing both peter and miles's sections together uh for a more elaborate environment and i think that's the reason why they moved him and in the end in his game because they end up moving in the game and i think that was strategically done to make sure that when spider-man 2 came on that they were both close enough to be able to swing in each other's region together so that was smartly done you can swing and glide now through the city for hours and the gliding oh the gliding in this game is just tremendous we'll talk about that um more and more there so um the suit designs insomniac outdid themselves with this um not only did they have new suits but you can also change the colors of the suits as well we even got a chance to see the new red and blue suit tom holland wore at the and at the end of no way out because you saw that briefly you saw that suit briefly but you didn't get a thorough look at it but now for the first time you get a thorough look at the suit because now you get to wear the suit in the game um some of the some of the uh i love it you know and it's not only that for the first time actually like playing playing the advanced suit the 2.0 suit a lot more as as much as i do with the other suits because it looks good now you can change the color of the suit you don't have to have the traditional blue that spider-man do they also now have the black and red version of the uh advanced suit 2.0 in there um the new black suit the symbiote suit that they have for the game looks awesome there's two levels of that suit that they have in there is great you also have the classic suit of course if you guys like the old school 616 they got the scarlet suit um a lot some of the suits from the first game is on here the one suit that is not on here that i'm not happy with they i wish they would have brought was that was the um the, the eric larson suit with the cybernetic cast now granted there are going to be updates to this game there might even be an expansion to this game because there's some story aspects that leads to maybe something else happening involving certain other characters but um definitely i love that suit i i felt like that was for the hardcore spider-man fans who read during the 90s and the eric larson era oh that gate that that that, that warmed my heart when i saw that game but it, if they're not going to bring it it also gives me a reason to play the original as well so um the newer suit was the kumo suit which is like a beautifully done suit by artist peach momoku and it looks fantastic it looks like a very manga japanese traditional style suit from like feudal japan era um you also get the hybrid suit from uh spider-man no way home on here you also get the amazing spider-man suit the what i call the spalding <laughs> suit because it looked like it was made the material was made from a spalding basketball <laughs> so it's back on here as well it actually looks better on here than it did before but you also get the uh amazing spider-man the suit from amazing spider-man 2 which i absolutely love because they got the eyes right on that one for that so um we got the spider-man 2099 suit back which you can change the different colors of that suit uh in there i haven't got a chance to wear that bent you know the scarlet spider suit is back on here as well and here um the superior spider-man suit is back and this suit is awesome because now peter also has the mechanical um you know spider arms and when you play as that suit they actually have the red colored version of that 
to match the the look of that too as well so the anti-ox suit is back for him you got a new arc knight our arachnite suit which kind of looks very batman-ish in here as well as a new suit for the game noir spider-man from into the spider-verse is back you got the homecoming suit that tom holland wore you got spider-punk is back um just a whole bunch of new the secret wars suit here i love these the secret wars um it's called the secret war civil war suit because he looks he's actually i don't know where this is from but it says from civil war volume two and i think that i think i did see him wear that but what i didn't see is him have falcon's wings on there which he has and that's what they use for the gliding aspect so i thought that was pretty cool and i think now that i think about it i think he was it did debut on uh civil war volume two so that was awesome iron spider is back of course um the to the uh toby mcguire sam Raimi's black spider-man suit is officially in you got the original suit from toby mcguire in here you got the tom holland suits you got a new fantastic four blue suit in here that they added as well um the far from home suit is in here the spider monkey suit is in here the original comic book classic black suit symbiote suit is also here as well uh the iron spider suit from infinity war is also here uh the in the new uh, the new red and black suit is so good so you got a bunch of different suits here the craven the hunters the last hunt the last hunt suit that both miles and uh them have is great but i think actually miles beats this miles beat it because like dude he got some awesome 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 suits in here uh let me talk about oh the the anti uh, venom suit is just tremendous the the suits that miles got is incredible like dude he is he got a suit that is designed to look like wolverine and black panther like he has a black panther and in, in wolverine inspired now granted you guys remember insomniac is working on the new wolverine game coming out as well so i'm pretty sure that was a nod to the uh new wolverine game coming out but miles morales is rocking a new wolverine like suit called the best there is and then he's also have a wakanda forever suit along with that he also has suits that he uh have from the original the bodega cat suit with spider cat in there as well or spider-man the cat in there as well you got the uh suit from the prowler uncle anthony you got the miles morales 2020 suit that he wears from a variant cover um just some really awesome ones the the um a suit that he uh has with the puerto rican flag on there the, now that they got right the first time around they got that right but then the flags they had the cuban flag versions there too brooklyn 2099 suit was dope like this is some really all the track suit is back but now you can change the colors of the track suit and they just just they just did so much awesome things with these the suit designs and guess what we are getting more more suits so i'm i'm hoping i am rooting for the um i'm rooting for the the uh, eric larson suit from the revenge of sinister six back i need that suit back that is awesome i do also like that um miles morales has a shield suit it's like in blue but it has the shield logos on there too big nod to that one as well so 
lots and lots of great visual um, presentation and, and, and the performance of the game has just been great uh, in here. It's like everything you expected from the last two Spider-Man games, but just more of it. And, and just a lot of new things to do in here. Sound and music, come on. <laughs> some of the best music you could ever hear in not just comic book related games, but any game. This is Sony at their best. <laughs> this is literally Sony at their best. You know, they captured the themes of this, of the like very blockbuster movie orchestrated scores and whatnot. Just, you know, the minute that Miles and Peter jump off and go, it is incredible. Just what else is there to say about that? Gameplay. Oh, man, while maintaining the fun core aspects of this game, Spider-Man's Combat Insomniac, which was already great, they added some new bells and whistles to help refresh your fighting experience and they did it perfectly. New and improved gadgets to help you maneuver over hordes of hunters and symbiote affected beings in there. Uh, along with this, Peter now has mech arms, uh, which is the spider arms from like the Iron Spider type of deal. So he's now implemented that into this universe um, with its own abilities to that you evolve through the game skill tree uh spidey's fans spidey fans will reference that from the mcu and the classic superior spider-man uh saga as well as civil war uh, you know it originated in civil war and then it kind of migrated over to the superior spider-man but also we saw it on the mcu which factored it in there for infinity war and um endgame and all that stuff too so that was a great, another great fanfare moment for that. Peter also acquires the symbiote abilities when wearing the black suit, making him even more powerful than before, in addition to the powers that he already has had. Um, Miles doesn't get uh, left out either. Miles has new uh, Venom Blast abilities that he got from, and uh, I'm not to spoil it, but he got from Mr. Negative in here as well. So there's a connection with that too. So, um, just fantastic and what is great about it is that you can switch in and out different abilities that you want to customize your own experience for both of them and that just makes it a lot more fun spider-man 2 also has added tag team attacks allowing peter and miles to execute team moves to take out enemies faster in this case so it happens actually randomly so when you're around if you're you know stopping cops or whatever like that depending on what area that you're at you can be you can end up working with peter or you can end up working with the wraith who you guys remember is yuri from the from the first game who was spider-man's you know kind of partner in crime if you will but she became a vigilante after the whole hammerhead situation the expansion if you will so she uh she's back she's back fully geared up looks awesome plays awesome uh, Wraith played by Tara Platt who is the wife of Yuri Lowenthal who is Peter Parker I always love that and by the way fun fact again if you're new to the listening to the show if you go on to talktimelive.com you will see in the exclusive interviews uh, page I did a panel with the cast of Naruto and two of the cast members that are in there are Tara Platt and Yuri Lowenthal. So I got to interview 
and host and moderate a panel involving with Spider-Man and Yuri, AKA Wraith as well. And by the way, it is not the first time that I work with Yuri Longthal. I've worked with him twice. I have had the pleasure of working with Sasuke, AKA Peter Parker on two occasions. Um, the other one is the Naruto trivia Q and A that we got to do. And um, you can find that actually have it i actually have a copy of my own um that i will be putting back out on the acmg facebook group uh the private group uh when naruto comes out uh so stay tuned for there um whether i'm gonna put that on talktimelive.com i don't know if i can i don't know but i have it in my possession as well uh but you can possibly find that on new york comic con and like if you go back to 2021 or whatever like that you may be able to find it there i know i shared it on my page so it may come up as a memory uh, during it when that time comes uh because it happened i think in in 2021 in march or april of some sort to that but man that was a just i love that yuri longfall is such an awesome awesome dude and it's just crazy that i'd like i got to do i got to work with that dude and he's just so awesome and we had a great time and i got to make him laugh a, more than a couple times during my workings with him um steve bloom and all those other guys too like i said go to talktimelive.com check out the exclusive interviews page and look for the cast of naruto it is on air we had a great time and it was in 2020 it was a much needed thing that they did and God, trust me when i tell you it's i can talk about that i can do a whole podcast on my experience with that and what that meant to me and other people during that time but it was awesome so and again thank you lisa and molly for that so i digress let's move on here um but if you go through a bunch of the areas and you start you know stopping crime uh you know um situations there are times where you're going to team up with peter in those situations or you're going to team up with wraith depending on the situation because she's stopping this new cult that's going around the city and all the stuff and that's a whole side story in itself in the game that's awesome too so um this is why i can't wait for a new game plus to come in you know those for those who are new to spider-man it's a known thing new game plus never comes out at the ready they always wait for an expansion uh, update to come out or a update where it's gonna add the two new game plus. But trust me when I tell you, Insomniac Games never puts out Spider-Man without new game plus. So we're getting it. Because once you 100 a game, there's nothing really else to do. You save the city, you clean the city out. Um, new game plus is will be added and you will be able to replay the experience again. I'm not playing this game again and trying to 100 the game. I'm not, I am just, I'm gonna wait till that game comes out and I'm just gonna enjoy the game again because it's, it's just gonna be so worth it. But again, I mentioned Wraith, you know, you will be teaming up with both of them and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So fun, speaking of fun, let's talk about the fun factor. <laughs> with a powerful story, great gameplay and lots of fanfare, this game provides around 40 hours of action-packed fun. Now, for some reason, people don't think that's enough i'm asking how much more time do you need if the game was even 17 minutes as long as that 17 minutes of fun it's fine like mortal kombat 1 isn't that long of gameplay but people love that game street fighter was not that long of a game but people love that game like you don't need that many hours like 
people have a have a second life outside of video gaming please it's 40 hours is fine they like i feel like there's some people and again it's a vocal minority group of people that i probably shouldn't even address but sometimes these vocal minority people tend to cultivate others and create this whole entire mindset of people 40 hours is enough time you need to go out with friends you need to go out on dates you need to have a social life in for adults to sex life to that extent and enjoy life there the, the, the games will always be here but just enjoy life outside of this but with that said 40 hours is a good chunk of amount of time i don't think insomnia insomniac shouldn't even address that and they did they tried to justify it in a day and they're like why do y'all need to why do you need to who are you actually catering to like when people when we complain on social media i know for a fact that there are some other things that we're displacing there's some other anger that is being displaced on air so sometimes it's not even just them complaining about one thing if you notice there's a pattern of you complaining about a lot reassess that situation it may not be the games that you're arguing about it may be something going on in your world because some things don't need to be argued some things are unwarranted and i believe the amount of hours being played in this game is one of them because what you do get is some fan well you get 40 hours of fantastic storytelling fantastic gameplay fantastic character development and trust me when i talk about character development they showed so much there's so much you could do in here spider-man 2 rewards you with every aspect of the main story side stories and even traversing through new york let's talk about the side stories real quick some of the side stories consisted of some awesome things exploring new york is just beautiful if you just actually stop swinging for a bit and actually walk in new york you actually see some really good things you see people actually doing things hailing cabs talking to people having conversations wanting to slap hands with you wanting to interact with you going through like you're experiencing new york to some extent and it's not the total experience in new york because i've you know been new, my fair share of new york but it's damn close it is they captured the essence of new york in there and just having all those people seeing all those people walk around in this environment that you will that's supposed to replicate new york to some extent just fantastic man um it's just great you know you walk around parts of the city and watch people doing things and saying things it's just beautiful to see insomniac went out of their way to make the city feel truly alive and i credit to them for that the game also gets credit for truly celebrating cultures as i mentioned before making this game the most inclusive game i've played since final fantasy 7 remake and i say final fantasy 7 remake because they were like they celebrated black white latino lgbtqia whereas miles morales there was a huge focus and they needed focus for that game at the time um and it did it but this time they included everybody the side stories acknowledge and give voices to black latino lgbtqia and even the deaf community the Haley side story i was not expecting that we get a side mission and we would like all right if I could, it's one thing. I knew we were going to get some MJ side missions. And I will say the side missions for MJ this time around was not as annoying as they were. Because I hated, you had to be total stealth. But they kind of made her a little bit more of a badass this time around. Uh, which I did appreciate because it kind of 
picked up the pace of her side stories for me. Um, but being able to play as Haley, who's Miles Morales's girlfriend, who is deaf, and the size it was so touching. It was so touching because they made you experience what she experiences being hearing impaired and they, the whole game and that whole side story has her you don't hear anything because you're supposed to be immersed in what she's going through it's it's a empathetic side mission getting into the world of Haley, and it was beautiful and she you got to hear her interact with other people but trying to understand what other people are saying because they're saying one thing and you, you know she's trying to figure out i don't know if she could read lips to that extent but she was able to you know get out what some of the people were saying and it was a story involving a graffiti artist that wasn't that was kind of tagging areas and she was you know she's a well she's become a well-renowned artist who's trying to look out for other artists as well and i love that story because i'm an artist myself and she was trying to make sure that the art the artists in new york were getting the credibility that they deserve without getting their work being stolen from other people so god where was she what where was she at when i was around in 2014 or uh 13 or whatever like that because oh i can tell you stories of what i went through in that type of situation um but it was awesome to do that and to see that and then she's you know trying to you know figure out who's the th it, you know what it remind me of if you a lot of people listeners right now may not be old enough to remember this but there was there was a there was a movie called beat street which was like it was a, it was celebrating both breakdancing hip-hop culture and graffiti art of the 80s and there was this tagger called spit who would you know there was a there was an artist named ramon he was a dope graffiti artist but then there was this tagger and taggers basically are people who just write their names on art on on beautiful um burns and burns at the time was like a, a burn was considered a beautiful work of graffiti art on the wall but taggers would write over it and write their names on it so the, this known tagger named spit <laughs> was just crapping on every single thing ramon was doing and they were looking for this dude forever and all throughout the movie and it led to them finally finding him but it also led to both spit and ramon's death because they were chasing each other in a suit in it in the subway and it led to them tackling each other into a railing that was highly volt height was like high voltage and they end up killing getting each other killed in the process this kind of reminds me of that to the, but to a very light-hearted lesser extent so haley's chasing you're trying to find out who's this tagger is but instead of tackling him and getting them both killed she embraces him she compliments him because he's he likes to tag he likes to do art but he feels like his art wasn't as good but Haley is encouraging him like no your art is pretty good and they end up working together to create a beautiful mural using his style and her style and she basically encouraged him to join their art club and whatever so he can you know develop his skills so he can learn from other artists and everything i thought this was a incredible if you talk about if there was a war for side missions i would have given it i would have given it to this it was so great there was also other you know um side stories that was involving miles um 
involving him helping you know uh this kid who is uh lgbtqia um he was trying to help him you know ask this you know other person to homecoming come to find out it was his a, a guy that he had a crush on or really loved and you know he was trying to find the most incredible way to you know embrace his feelings for him but also you know invite him to homecoming and miles helped if you are not a fan if you're one of those one-dimensional minded people who don't like the change and cultural change of this of our society you but you're a comic book fan and you're a marvel you're a marvel fan or a spider-man fan boy you're not gonna like this game because they embrace it all and i love it um it, it made it gave a voice to everybody and it, they didn't shy away from it they doubled down on everything they're embracing change thank you insomnia games thank you playstation this is what this is what's needed in the world like deal with it you don't like change that's an issue that you have um but this was a great story as well and then there was another one where peter um is looking is helping this uh woman find her grand her um uncle and that led to a very touching beautiful moment that had peter and this man who's like an older black man sit and talk to peter about the the uh moments he had with his you know late wife and it was just this this game has so much heart and then when you play these story modes and when you finish off these story modes you get rewarded in some way in some form or fashion with story with story development or other things oh let me tell you if you haven't done so already and i, I highly recommend everybody complete this game to 100 because each everything you do there's something that rewards you whether you get rewarded with a new suit you get rewarded with new abilities or you get rewarded with development to something coming soon and that's something i, I won't spoil this at least not right now i'm going to reveal this to the acmg facebook group but you're going to be one of the things that you're going to be doing is finding these little spider bots all through new york i highly recommend you find every single bot in the city because which happens after that is going to blow your mind and change the spider-verse forever <laughs> let's just put it like that um also find all the the sandman fragments too because that was also another great touching moment as well for that too so um man look this game just it rewards you with everything there so as far as replay value is concerned this game was a game that's so much fun to play and a story that's so enjoyable one would be eager to experience it all again after the fans finish the game they are eagerly waiting like myself waiting for that new game plus um you know uh update to come because when that come, I guarantee you, everybody's gonna jump in. And by the way, talk about side stories. Technically, it's not a side story, but getting the opportunity to not only face Venom, but to play as Venom and just ransack and cause chaos all over Oscorp is so, so rewarding in this game too. So, I mean, just Jesus, I, I can't wait to play this game again. I am so gonna play this game again. Uh, and as far as active performances, are you kidding me this in my opinion 
is the best performance Yuri Longfall has done in any project he has worked prior to. And that is including Sasuke people. I know people love Sasuke, but we've we've domed him as one of the um the official voices of Peter Parker when he first did the deal. But like he held it. He nailed it. He nailed it so many times and so many emotional moments in this game. He captured it. Like he's one of the he is we we as fans, as the majority of fans, in terms of people who played the roles of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, we've made him the definitive voice for Spider-Man. And even comparing him the same way that we did Kevin Conroy to the Batmans, we're doing the same thing with him to the Spider-Mans. Like he is in on the level of all of these people who played the live action versions. He is at that level. He is to Spider-Man right now is what Kevin Conroy was to Batman. It is fantastic, man. Um, He knocked it out. But his ability to bring out the best and worst of Peter spoke volumes in this game. Najee Jeter. Gotta give him credit, too. He also deserves flowers for his character development with Miles. He comes off as a more mature and aware version of him than before, handling much more responsibility as well as power and his rage against Martin Lee in this as well. So he had to struggle through all that as well. So these guys had to pull it out, all the stops to bring out the best of both characters. And uh, let's give nods to the entire cast as well. Everybody, I think everybody in the game played a role. Nobody stuck out like a sore thumb in this, in terms of performance, none of them at all. So let's, let's go back to the grave, man. And this is awesome because it, it, because Insomniac Games came out with the patch before I actually got a chance to review this, this changes everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even going to go on this. And all I'm going to say to this is that two, three, four, five. Looks like, hold on. One, two, four, five, six. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to you the seventh game to receive an A plus in this game, but only the third to receive a perfect score of 100. And they almost missed their chance because if they, if that patch wasn't coming by the time I did this review, they would have this this game would have gotten a lower score, but still got an A plus, but. Because they fixed, they quickly fixed that. This is part of the 400 Club for 2023. The inductee for the 400 Club for 2023. Whether this beats Tears of the Kingdom, I don't. I don't know if this is going to beat Tears of the Kingdom because I think, as far as truly open world games, though, <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom definitely brought it in a lot of ways but i will say too that's it tears of the kingdom i did not give a 400 to um they got there were some things that i felt that they didn't have but man spider-man 2 knocked it out the park but they didn't have issues in terms of performance and visuals and all this stuff i think the fun factor for me wasn't as fun as i like if you talk about fun factor 
Spider-Man 2 gets it more than Tears of the Kingdom. Replay value, they're both equally high. But I feel like if I had to choose one, I'm going to play Spider-Man 2 and replay my experience with Spider-Man 2. And I think the only reason why I think replay value is not going to be a thing for me because there is no new game plus on Zelda. Once you beat the game, you got to start the game over again from scratch. And I'm like, no, that's too much. That's way too much work. And there's more hours of gameplay in Tears of the Kingdom than it is on Spider-Man. So I'm not playing that game all over again. As much as I want to now to grant it, they do give you the ability to revisit the story of the game. But other than that, man, nah, I'm not, uh-uh, I'm good. I am not replaying that game all over again in that fashion but it's still a highly replayable game but i think spider-man 2 for me knocked it out of the park on all cylinders giving it a 400 so we'll see i do expect tears of the kingdom to be the game to win but spider-man 2 is going to give it a hard hard fight in this game so folks that will do it for this edition of select start next week as I've said, we're going to review Super Mario Brothers Wonder and get my thoughts on that. I'm currently playing that right now um, and get my thoughts on that. And uh, we got some things going on from there. But this Sunday on the Prime Show, I said I was going to do it. I got a bad feeling about this, but I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to look at Five Nights at Freddy's, which is on Peacock right now and in theaters uh, based on the video game and uh, see what I think about that. Uh, look, they like I said, they knocked it out the park with Twisted Metal. I don't know if it's going to do the same with Five Nights at Freddy. Of course, now granted, the same people who did, you know, Twisted Metal aren't the same people who worked on Five Nights at Freddy's, but we'll see how this goes. I just still can't believe that they made a movie based on that game. It, you know, I think the key here is to see if this game is going to allow me to make me interested in playing the game. We'll see about that, but we'll see from there. Folks, if you enjoyed this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live and Talk Time Live Extra Select Start, why not check out the official website of Talk Time Live? And that is talktomlive.com. That is where all of our audio episodes, our backlog of audio episodes, probably over 600, probably over, probably reaching 700, if not more right now of uh, content there. That's including our, inter you know, audio interviews, but also our video exclusive interviews as well. They're both, a lot of them are in video form now, uh, about 30 of them, a little bit over 30 of them in video form as well as audio form but we do have some audio backlogs that aren't in video because we didn't do video at the time um tc carson probably will be the next one to come up bob camp is also the next one that i gotta re-upload as well those were only audios at the time because those were during like the first years of talk time live when you hear those those are going to be with my old co-host cast in that one too so we're going to bring those back up because they regardless they were still really good uh fun interviews as well so you know i'm gonna bring those back up as well they were a lot of fun so um that would probably be during holiday seasons you know like when thanksgiving and christmas and all the stuff when we're you know gone if you guys want to listen to something we'll be doing it there um so i'll be just like i did with the stephanie shea interview which is up now you can check that out on talk time live as well um so you can go there but you know we have an exclusive video page with like i mentioned before uh the naruto cast is on air steve bloom molly flanagan tom gibbis um you know um brian donovan like just 
like about nine of the cast members from that show. Tara Platt, Yuri Lowenthal, all there. Um, just, just awesome. Just awesome, awesome cast there. And I got to host that, you know, that awesome deal in 2020. So that's there. Um, you can see a press junket or a press, you know, event with um, the late, great uh, Kevin Conroy is there as well. I got Kyle Abair. Um, the voice of Gohan and Ryu from Street Fighter 6 a few times. Megaran, the voice of the Talk Time Live. They're like, please follow and support Megaran. He's doing so many awesome things. Uh, he actually got an album out that he's looking for uh, Grammy nominations. That is a children's album for that he dedicated for his son, his new son, uh, Zion. And um, I think I'm going to try to get him back on, you know, in November, see if I can get him back on. But you know, he's on there. Uh, DJ Cutman, who also the music that you're listening to here, you get to check out him out as well. He, I did an interview with him. I had to. He provides all this music from Game Shops on there. And uh, shout out to him. He has cla- he has a master class that he just put out as well, too. So go in and check him out. See, you know, why he's getting so many, you know, so much notor- you know, notor- you know, notoriety and, and streams and on his sites and everything. He, he's been kicking it, man. Um so many so many great great people jeffrey thorne who i am working on getting back on the show he is agreeing to want to come back on the show so we're just trying to find out a date and when he could come back on um amanda c miller the voice of barto and sailor jupiter and many many more she will be back on the show i believe the week of the release of naruto cross barto ultimate ninja storm connections so looking forward to getting her back on the show always love having her on the show and uh just many many more so go ahead and check it out and then also check out the blog page which has a lot a lot of new content coming from new york comic-con as well uh video footage and all that stuff in there as well so so stay tuned and check it all out and you know you never know who's going to drop by so if you want to follow us on your favorite podcast platform we're pretty much everywhere where podcasts are played including the top ones like spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, even stitcher Podbean, tune in audible pocket cash you name it we are there Go ahead and check us out. Go ahead and support us. We've been on, we've, I've been doing this jump for like almost a decade now. <laughs> and what a road it has been, man. I've been uh, blessed with a lot of great things that I enjoy in life and getting to learn from all these new, all these people and all these various industries as well. It's just been fantastic. So, you know, kudos to all of them. And thank you for, you know, bring, being a part of this show and being a part of this road that i go in you know stuff because you know just a testament of all the hard work that i put into my therapist always tells me i need to look back and realize how much work i do on this because he just he gets amazed at all the stuff that i do like i he he believes i do the the work of you know an entire department maybe that be i just do what i love at the end of the day so that will do it for me folks on behalf of myself This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, Philly. Enjoy this weather while you can. And uh, I'll talk to you guys Sunday.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.